Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we have a crazy entitled parent story of a sibling taking presents that a person bought for their nephews and telling their kids the gifts came from Santa instead. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my mom tells me I'm too skinny and is making me take pills to gain weight. I'm 21 and I live with my mom. Recently I've been wanting to get new black leggings cause mine from a few years ago got too big on me. Today I came home and wore one of my other pairs I got recently and my mom saw and told me how skinny I got, that I should stop working out and that I need medical help. I'm only 139 pounds by the way. I'm at a healthy weight. I literally went to the doctor. I feel so insecure now because she wants to buy me pills to gain weight but I don't want to. I'm planning on moving out soon because all the stuff she says gets into my head. I just need to save up a little more money. I'm scared to work out now or even eat. No wonder I've always felt insecure about my weight. I don't know if she's right or I'm right. I'm just sitting here crying because I feel like I'm never good enough. Well, I mean, if you went to your doctor and your doctor said that you're fine and you're healthy, I think that's the start and end of it. And I would say for the safety of your health, not to look into any of those pills your mom's trying to push. Definitely listen and trust to the doctor over anything else. Also, hi, I'm Steven. And if you guys enjoy crazy stories of entitled parents, Why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is Dad Wants to Hide Mom's Body. Not my story, but still one heck of one. My friend has this mess to deal with right now, and yikes. For starters, I work in the funeral industry. Let that set the stage for you. My friend, let's call him Jim, is currently entangled in a legal battle with a father who wants to dig up, disinter, his deceased wife and move her body to another grave space to hide her from his daughter. What is his motive? She won't bring him cigarettes while he's in a nursing home dying of some lung disease and where having cigarettes near his oxygen tank could explode the whole building. Now, usually no matter how petty this kind of thing is, we have to do it if the dad had paid for the burial and the space the wife is located in. Except he didn't. The daughter he's trying to hide the deceased mother from is the one who paid for the space and the burial of the mother. He legally can't move her because he doesn't own the grave or the right to move his wife. So now he has this poor woman and my friend Jim locked in a legal battle to move his wife and hide her. Oh, and he paid his son, the woman's brother who is estranged from the family, to break into her house and try to steal the contract for the mother's burial. So he has more leverage. So the brother is in jail and the daughter has a restraining order against them both. I just can't imagine any actual judge seeing this, reviewing it and seeing it on their docket and allowing it to even go anywhere. I mean, I just feel like this thing would get thrown out so quickly. Our next story is, Entitled Dad insists on two toddlers being present at a nice restaurant past their bedtime. This happened a few years ago when my nephews were really young, and since I'm still having issues with this parent, I remembered this gem and thought I'd share. I, 25-year-old female, share a father with my brother, 30-year-old male, but we have different mothers. Our dad is an acquired taste to say the least and he's relatively narcissistic. Our grandfather and his wife, not my grandmother, she had died years prior, had decided to fly in to visit, and this was the first time my brother had met him, so it was a pretty big occasion. 
My mom, who is pretty close with my grandfather, was the one to plan a lot of the event, and the three of them had decided my nephews would be a hassle for their parents to wrangle at this restaurant and would likely act out when they got tired as we'd planned a dinner and they were still on a really early bedtime schedule being toddlers. This was also not a family-friendly restaurant as there was nowhere for kids to play. This was also going to be a large gathering with my boyfriend meeting my grandfather as well and my younger sister and stepdad joining us making it nine people without the kids. So we told my brother that his kids weren't invited as they were hyper and so the two of them could enjoy themselves without having to chase their kids around. Him and his wife agreed happily and we proceeded with planning. Well, my dad found out and threw a fit. He insisted that his grandchildren be there as they had the right to meet their great-grandfather too, which while true, we had never planned for them to never see him, we had planned for them to meet our grandfather at another point during the trip. He pitched a fit at my mom and demanded that they go or he wouldn't. My dad isn't and has never been married to either of our mothers, so it's not like he's berating an ex or current wife here. We obliged begrudgingly and decided we'd let him regret his choice. Fast forward to the day of, and as predicted, the boys were behaved for an hour max. And then they got bored. My grandfather's wife was very snotty about it and basically complained the whole time, and everyone sort of just looked at dad every time she made a comment like, oh these kids are so hyper they should have stayed home with a sitter. My nephews are genuine sweethearts, they just have ADHD and were tired. My dad did have to get up and wrangle them occasionally, but it was mostly my brother chasing them around. He never apologized for the inconvenience it caused, and never acknowledged he was wrong, but I could tell he felt sheepish about it. That's kind of a trend with him though. This just makes me wonder, were they not all that involved in the whole, you know, raising kids aspect? Considering he's narcissistic and OP describes them as an acquired taste, I'd be willing to bet that they were kind of a hands-off father and they just don't have the concept or understanding of, these kids are going to be a handful and going to be a lot to deal with, especially after their bedtime. Our next story is, you don't have to see your boyfriend more than once a month, six years are nothing if you're not married. My mother, a lovely quote to set the tone, how do I, female 25, handle my mother's, female 50, insane behavior? I have three siblings, female 27, female 22, and female 8, but I'm the black sheep of this family. I've been beaten and abused my entire life. I'm in my first semester, dropped out in 2020 due to battling depression, of university and pay for my own education. I work part-time and do tutoring. My mother wants to control every aspect of my life and loses her mind if crap doesn't go her way. She doesn't like my clothes and expects me to buy new things that are more her style. I can't be in my room for too long because it upsets her. It's in the attic. I can't see my boyfriend of six years because he shouldn't be my priority. I can't sleep past 9am because that makes me a loser. I have to run her errands because she doesn't feel like doing them. I have to cancel my plans because she needs me to babysit my 8 year old sister. I'm never allowed to say no to her or she'll make my life heck. This woman will scream and insult me if I don't feel like obeying her. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. 
With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I have to explain myself whenever I want to see my boyfriend or when I'm not at university. No explanation is good enough for her. I'm not allowed to be sick either. I'm losing my mind here. Me and my boyfriend are planning to move in together this summer and I have no idea how to handle this woman's insane behavior until then. My siblings, female 27 and female 22, have a different relationship with her. My mother doesn't care much about what they're doing and they have way more freedom. Whenever they mess up, she'll let her anger out on me and we'll have a calm and normal conversation with them. She supports them financially too and enables their bad spending habits. My sisters have always taken advantage of the favoritism. No, living with my boyfriend is not an option. His mother and older brother are against it. It's a small apartment, so their space is very limited. I would just say for OP to try to stick it out as best as they can. They said they're planning to move in with their boyfriend this summer. It's not too far away. They've managed to deal with it for 25 years so far. Don't let that final stretch ruin things before you can get out of there. Our next story is, father says he has a say in land I own. I, 31-year-old male, am the youngest of my dad's four children, and I'm the only child of my mother. By the time I was born, my siblings were grown, moved out, and had their own lives. My mother has a disease that she has battled my entire life, and honestly is amazing that she's still living as doctors never gave her this long. Neither of my parents are wealthy, heck, they don't even have a 401k, but they played their cards right and they're completely debt-free. This fortunate move has allowed them to live a comfortable lifestyle, even able to put back money for projects my father wants to do on his land. With that said, when I was 21, they gave me 30 acres of raw land of their 80 acres as an early inheritance. When they did this, they told me it was because in the worst case, my mother's health gets even worse and requires extensive care which they couldn't afford, and the hospital would have to, in that case, put a lien on the farm and steal my inheritance. My father said this was very important to him given the fact that when my sister still lived at home, he had an extremely well-paying corporate job, and they got anything and everything they wanted. In contrast, when I came along, he and my mother sold almost all they had, quit their jobs, and built a house on some land with the intent of living a more simple life and off the land. In doing such, this meant that most of my childhood, my father was self-employed, and since he couldn't afford help, I was the help. So I worked for free 90% of the time for my dad, as it was the responsibility of the family as a whole. Since it was all I'd ever known, it along with many other things, mostly religion, society norms, etc., seemed normal. I now know it is not. Not long after being given the land, I started building a house on the land. There was a lot of things that happened between then and now, but that's a whole series of stories that I will not include here, but may do so on my profile if anyone is interested. 
Fast forward to present day, I am happily married with our first child, living in a house that my wife had bought before we'd gotten together, as the house I'd started on 10 years ago is still not complete. As I said, a lot of craziness in the last decade. When my wife and I had gotten married almost two years ago, I guess my parents assumed we would finish that house and live on that land in order to be next door so they could enjoy their grandchild. I know it's healthy for a child to have her grandparents part of their life. I have some severe trust issues with them due to not only the cult-like upbringing I had, but also the fact that they're friends with and make excuses for a convicted predator that R-worded his own daughters. I've tried talking sense into my parents on this matter, but it always turns into a screaming match with them saying they raised me better than this and to forgive all who trespass. Um, yeah, some things I'm not gonna forgive or look over. Recently, I informed my parents that my wife and I are currently house shopping and are hoping to get a bigger house for our growing family. Well, as you can imagine, this conversation got interesting as my father said, You have almost a new house that's almost done on the land I gave you. You can finish it and live there. When I told him we decided that that was not what we wanted to do, he backhandedly suggested that my wife was manipulating me so that she can get the house that she wants. He also said that they gave me that land with the understanding that I was going to raise my family on it, in the same way they raised me right down to religious matters. I reminded him that the reason he and my mother said they were giving it to me was so a hospital wouldn't get it. Looking back, that seems like such BS. He basically called me a liar, and that whatever my wife and I decided to do with the land, he should be included in the conversation, as it directly impacts him. While the land is next to his, there is in no way it can impact him, as he has their own water, electric services, and road frontage and access. On top of that, my parents also harass my wife daily for pics and videos of our child, and even request that she send them pictures of the baby in certain clothes. As alluded to above, there is way more to the backstory, but needless to say, in recent years, I have had the desire to move farther away from that land, but this level of entitlement from my parents has just about solidified it for me. So should he and my mother have a say in what my wife and I do with the land and unfinished house? It's all fully paid for and valued at over $350,000 plus or minus. Edit, wow. Just wow. I am absolutely blown away by all the words or encouragement and advice that I've been given here over the last 24 hours. Thank you so much. One point of confusion I noticed is the land ownership, so please let me clarify. Back when I was 21, my parents had hired a surveyor to section off part of their farm to give to me as an early inheritance. And it's in my name and my name alone, and it along with the house is 100% paid for. Also, the house is still undone, as life has not been simple in those 10 years. Two divorces, three miscarriages with my first wife, and a stint in the military. When I got with the woman that is now my wife, she wasn't keen on moving into a construction site, especially when she'd already bought a house, and I can't blame her. Again, thank you all for the input and outward perspective. I'll keep you all posted when something new happens, and since there's been some interest, I may post some things about my... weird best word I can think of for it, upbringing. Especially when it comes to religion. Sheesh, I'll need a few drinks for that post. Thank you all again. Cheers. Realistically, it's only a good thing to have your grandparents in your life if they're going to be a healthy part of your life. I mean, just having your grandparents in your life just for the sake of having your grandparents doesn't automatically make things better. 
especially if they're not necessarily people you would consider good people or people that are going to pass on to your kid good mannerisms, behaviors, or really kind of a sense of self. Our next story is, Entitled Mother Asks for Custody of My Child Over Me Being Trans. So this is a somewhat long story, but to shorten it up, I've been questioning for about six, nearly seven years. I told my mother when I started questioning my gender identity, which was when I was 16. I got the whole, it's just a phase speech and went about my life, but for the next six years I continued questioning. Now I'm a mother of a three-year-old and nearly 23 years old. I finally figured it out and I decided I want to be male. For the past two months I've been carefully planning out how I'm going to make this as smooth of a transition as possible when I eventually decide to medically transition. I plan to get therapy for myself and my daughter when she's old enough to help her understand as well as have a talk with her since this will affect her just as much if not more than it'll affect me. I understand this will affect her. I plan on doing weekly therapy for a year, if not two, before doing the transition. Now I decided, though I shouldn't have, to tell my mother in hopes I'd get even a smidge of support, even if it was so much as a, I love you no matter what. But no, I didn't get that. I get a, if you're going through with it, sign your rights of your child over to me. I immediately tell her no, like heck she's getting my child after all the heck she put me through. She then began to give her whole woe is me speech. She tells me, I chose not to date because I put you guys first. As if putting what has been causing me constant mental stress first isn't putting my daughter first. Now of course, I'm going to put my daughter first, but my end goal is to become my best self to improve my mental health. It's something that's been causing me to be depressed and stressed because I feel more like I'm keeping up appearances instead of being myself. I tell her this and she says, you're not a man, you're not transgender, this has nothing to do with mental health. She tells me to wait until my daughter turns 18, which knowing how I was when I became an adult and tried to go off on my own will only cause my daughter more stress. I want to work through this before she turns into an adult. That way it's a normal thing for her before she becomes an adult. Overall, I feel majorly disrespected and ended up actually crying over this because I've been overly stressed due to financial reasons as of late. I just wanted to rant, you don't have to take this seriously. I just really needed to get this off my chest before I end up having my third panic attack this month due to stress. My brain is scrambled as well from stress, so I'm sorry if the story doesn't make much sense. Edit, I'm honestly very thankful for all the support. I was scared to post this as my mother tries to make me think I'm crazy by manipulating me into thinking so. As for the comments about my financial situation, I'm moving in with a friend around Thanksgiving and getting a second job, which is not only going to help me financially, but my daughter gets to have more time outside while I'm working. Realistically, this all should have started and ended right when they said, sign over your custodial rights. I mean, it's just such a ridiculous thing for them to say to OP. Our next story is, Dad just showed up unannounced to ask for help. My dad, male 58, only reaches out when he needs help with technology or his phone. Usually he texts me and asks when I'm off work. I, male 32, mostly work from home. And I usually reply and provide a time and then he comes over. I'm okay with this, as me providing a response or time is a system we've done in the past. 
However, on occasion, I'd had a long day or week at work and really needed my quiet time. He texted me early in the day asking when I'll be off but I was busy and didn't have much time to respond. So he randomly shows up after he finishes work, of course, needing help with his phone. None of these things were life-threatening or urgent, installing an app, and could have been done on another day. I was ticked. He could have easily called prior if I didn't respond by text. We don't have a close enough relationship for him to just feel like it would be okay to just show up just because he needs help. I ended up helping, but I don't think I want to ever again when it comes to these mundane tasks. He didn't even ask one thing about my week. At this point, it feels as though he's using me. Just need advice on how to best navigate this in the future. Is it just simply telling him not to do it again? Anyone else have a similar situation? I guess my question is, does it seem like he has much else going on in his life? Or when he does come over for this help and assistance, does it seem like he lingers around for a while? The reason I ask is maybe they're kind of just using it as an excuse to get close to OP. Maybe they're kind of lonely and want to have an excuse to have that connection with OP. If it's just they're annoying you and they're just trying to use you for the most mundane things all the time, I think it's just you gotta put your foot down and set those boundaries. There's really no easier thing than just doing it and accepting if they get upset, they get upset. Our next story is Karen's sister rebranded gifts I bought for my nephews as being from Santa. This happened during Christmas last year. My older sister has always been a handful, one might say. She would generally act entitled, but then when someone makes her back off, she goes back to acting normal for a while before starting it all over. She got married a decade ago and has two young sons that are five and six. And every year, she makes sure there's something extra under the tree from Santa for them, which we're all fine with. But Christmas of 2021, she did something that blew my mind. The Christmas Eve gatherings with the whole family are usually held in my grandparents' house. That way, the individual families have their personal celebrations on Christmas Day with their own kids, or with families of significant others or spouses. Last year, I was worried I might not make it to the Christmas Eve party, as I was away on some personal matters. So I shipped the presents I got for relatives, pre-wrapped in a large box, to my grandparents' house just in case. But I did manage to make it home the day before Christmas Eve by driving through several states. Everything went well, and we had the big dinner with both turkey and ham. I'm a real sucker for the turkey. Then came time for the gifts. We draw straws for who passes around the gifts among the younger members of the family, and my 15-year-old cousin pulled the short straw. Everything was good until the presents I got for my nephews were passed to them. All the presents I sent in advance used the same wrapping paper, so it was pretty obvious after a while which ones were from me, but when the two boys got the ones I gave them, my sister pointed to new name labels on them that both were clearly pasted over the ones I'd put on them and exclaimed they were from Santa, which made the two boys eagerly open them and shout with glee. I was pretty angry and my sister saw it on my face. She pulled me aside to talk and I asked her what the heck she thought she was doing. She beat around the bush for a moment and said that since she thought I wasn't going to make it to Christmas that year, that it would have been better if the kids thought the gifts were from Santa. I was furious and yelled at her. That caught the attention of my grandmother who'd also known what happened. She begged me to keep quiet about the false Santa gifts, but I blew up over her wanting to rug sweep, and that attracted half the family into the kitchen to ask what the yelling was about. My sister tried to say something, but I spoke over her that she'd rebranded the gifts I got from my nephews as being from Santa. 
My grandfather looked at her and said, Is this true? My sister looked emotional and then did what she usually did when called out on something this bad. She started sobbing like a little kid and crouched down on the floor to have a pity party. Between sobs, she kept trying to defend herself, but the only one that was buying into her act was my grandmother, who only made more excuses like what my sister said. They thought I wasn't going to be there. It was for the sake of the children, etc, etc. My grandfather was unfazed though, and he along with several other members of the family said that she needed to make it up to me for this, because that means the boys technically got nothing from me that they know of when I clearly gave them nice expensive gifts that now they won't know ever came from me just because of what my sister did. My grandmother finally backed off and briefly sided with the rest of us before going out to the living room to watch the kids. I then had an idea and said that I'll give each of my nephews $50 bills from my wallet and I expect to be paid that money back and get paid back for the gifts that were no longer from me because my sister had commandeered them. My brother-in-law sighed and agreed, then dragged my sister to the garage to have words with her. I gave my nephews each a crisp $50 bill and told them to buy whatever they like with it. My sister spent the rest of the evening almost silent. No more tears or anything, just silent. She may as well have been a mannequin on display or something. And before I left, my brother-in-law promised my sister will personally pay me back. I thought I was going to have to wait a good while to get the money back, but yesterday my sister and brother-in-law came knocking at my door and my sister meekly handed me an envelope with $200 in it and apologized to me. She started to make more excuses for what she did when brother-in-law told her to just stop because what she did was a crummy thing and she knows there was no excuse for it. So she just apologized one more time and walked back to their car, loudly sniffling on a tissue. My brother-in-law told me that $200 came from out of my sister's account and that was basically her fun money for this month. And maybe having a leaner month will teach her a lesson. Probably not though. Edit, sorry I forgot to include my gender in this. I'm a guy in my early 30s. Edit 2. I'm tired of getting so many messages from people talking about how I should have let the situation go and that in their family, branding gifts for the kids as being from Santa is normal. Newsflash for you people. Your family is not mine. My parents never did Santa gifts. Hardly any of my relatives ever did either. The only ones who really do anymore are my sister and brother-in-law. And someone also pointed out a great fact. To get gifts from Santa on Christmas Eve, Santa would have to be a day early. I played along just enough that nothing was ruined for my nephews. And some acted like what I did was out of validation or competition. It wasn't. It was to teach my sister a lesson. I try to give to all kids in my close family equally on Christmas Eve, and I never outshine their parents on any gifts. And because of my sister's narcissistic logic, the two presents from me to my nephews were made to be no longer from me. So I gave each of the kids $50, which was the value of the things I'd gotten them, RC cars if anyone was wondering. Also, if any of you actually knew my sister like I do, Practically none of you aside from trolls would stick up for what she did with the presents. 30 plus years I've dealt with her antics, so here's a taste of what she did to me. She shaved part of my head in my sleep when I was 16. Had to have the rest of my head shaved before going back to school. She physically attacked me for not getting her way many times. It wasn't until I actually fought back hard enough that I almost badly hurt her that she finally stopped laying her hands on me. After that, she switched tactics to emotional abuse and terrible pranks. One of the things she did was to sign up my name for various adult magazines 
and I mean the really gross, creepy ones. And they were not only sent to where I lived, but also to my parents and numerous other relatives, which made them question why they were getting magazines for that crap with my name on them in their mail. I only found out it was my sister that did that because one of her friends came forward and told us. And my sister reacted by throwing a huge fit over how she'd ruined her best prank and cut out said friend. Said friend is now my friend and we even briefly dated. My sister also passed my number and picture around town telling people I was gay, which made my phone blow up with calls and texts from people who were looking for a good time. I had to have my number changed like five times to make it stop. My sister also signed my email up for crazy things too. Had to repeatedly change my email because she kept somehow getting it. The only way I got that crap to finally stop was by threatening to tell brother-in-law what she was really like when they were dating. She was actually mad at me for ruining her fun. Then she put on a complete nice girl act and married brother-in-law, whom we all managed to convince to get a prenup before marrying her. So my sister switching the tags on the gifts for my nephews to be from Santa was just the latest in a long line of her crap. Crap that I won't stand for. If I'd let it slide, she most certainly would have done it again and kept doing so till someone made her stop. I had to stop it now, otherwise it would have kept going. Some have stated that I'm too angry. Let's see you go through everything I just listed and not be angry. I've been to both therapy and counseling. They actually found my anger towards my sister justifiable because they were appalled when I unloaded on them all of the things my sister did, especially since I only let that anger out when she does something bad to me anymore. I could be angry all the time or every time I see her, but I'm not. Just angry when she makes me angry. Honestly, I'm surprised people said, eh, you should just let it go. Don't even bring it up. Just, you know, in the spirit of Christmas. Anybody that's willing to overlook a personal slight like that, I think is too eager to roll over in any situation. And hey, at least they actually paid OP back so there's some kind of responsibility. At least the brother-in-law keeps her in check. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.